Thank you for tuning in to the Newborn Church of God and True Holiness podcast. We are so delighted that you came today to hear God's word for your life. We invite you to also join us for service at Newborn Church of God and True Holiness located at 2800 Northwest 12th Street, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where the pastor is Bishop Myron J. Feltner Sr. If you're ever looking for a home church or in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to have you. Our service times are on Sunday with Sunday school at 9.45 a.m. Morning worship begins at 11 a.m. And then on Wednesday nights, we have our prayer and Bible study and praise and worship service starting at 7.45 p.m. Again, we'd love to have you. Also, if you'd like to sow into this ministry because these messages and this podcast have been a blessing to you, you may do so via our cash app. Our cash app is dollar sign newborn F-T-L-A-U-D. Again, that's dollar sign newborn spelled N-E-W-B-O-R-N F-T-L-A-U-D. We appreciate all donations and pray that the Lord will richly bless you for sowing into his kingdom. Now, without further ado, let's hear God's word. Amen. If you would turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Chapter 20. While you, amen, are, amen, looking for the scripture, Deuteronomy, amen, is the core of Deuteronomy, is the covenant. In other words, that binds Yahweh, which is God, and Israel by oaths of fidelity and obedience. In other words, after Exodus, when Israel was exited out, Deuteronomy came as a fidelity and obedience. As long as Israel would be obedient, they would get the land, they would get everything else. But something about Israel, amen, they, they just couldn't trust God. And so God will give Israel blessings of the land and fertility and prosperity. So as long as Israel is faithful to God, the disobedience will lead to curses and punishments. The problem with Israel was their lack of faith or their absence of faith. Meaning that at any time they were faced with adversity or they were going to war or battle, they were distracted. And they had other relationships with other gods. Instead of depending and trusting that same God that brought them out of exile of Egypt. They rather trust the gods of the sun, the God of the moon, and rather trusting Yahweh. And since we're talking about Sunday school, we remember a man, Pharaoh. 
Pharaoh was a wicked person where, amen, he was in Egypt. He was in charge at the time. And Pharaoh, amen, kept the Israelites' bondage in Egypt. And he had kept them for so long until, amen, they, amen, didn't think that they would ever be able to escape. But there was a man named Moses who had seen how Pharaoh and his army and different ones and leaders positioned treated the people of Israel. Moses even saw where at one time, amen, that they were doing so much until Moses, amen, killed the man. Because he couldn't take it anymore. So, in the book of Deuteronomy, after they're leaving Egypt, it is funny how people forget quickly how they've been held. Doesn't that sound familiar? Have you ever tried to help somebody? And in the midst of trying to help them, they easily forget, amen, they don't get a thank you. You don't get it. I appreciate it. But sometimes, even in the skin that we have, we have to have, saints have to have tough skin. Because in this life, you're going to get hurt. Deliver me sometimes from folks saying that I've been hurt in the church. You're going to get hurt anyway. I'm going to get hurt. The church hurt me. Get some skin. The people have forgotten. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And this is the reason why the people of Israelites didn't go to the promised land right then. Because they were not ready. And the leader that they had, because of the frustration that he was going through. Because sometimes people will frustrate you. I ain't gonna get no help here. Come on, come on, come on. Have you ever dealt with somebody, amen, that you thought that you could deal with, but sometimes it get the best of you? That's what happened to Moses. Remember in Sunday school, Moses was supposed to speak to the rock. But he got so angry till he smoked the rock. And immediately when he smoked it, God brought it to his remembrance of what he had done. But it was too late because a man, he did not do and honor what God said do. And I'm here to tell you tonight, if God has told you to do something, it's a diss, amen. You don't need to not obey what God has given you. So let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 20. I'm going to be looking at the New International Version. I know you have the King Version. Uh, but what it says, when you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them because the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt will be with you. For subject tonight, 
I want to say, don't panic. Fear not. God is with you. Look at somebody and tell them, don't panic. Fear not. Because God, God is with thee. What he was saying here. Second verse says, when you are about to go into the battle. And the priest shall come forward and address the army. I am challenging, amen, the pastors and preachers, amen, that when you address the congregation, you ought to have a word, amen, from the Lord. And I'm talking about no, just no word tickling the ears, but I'm talking about, amen, a word that God has prepared you for. Because when you go to battle, you don't go to battle, amen, without a sword. You don't go to battle, amen, to talk. But tell somebody, when you go to battle, you go to fight. Look at somebody and tell them, amen, if you're going to be in the battle, you better know how to fight. When you're about to go to battle, the priest shall come forward and address the army. He shall say, hear Israel. Today you are going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. Do not panic or be terrified by them for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory and I'm here to tell you even in your life today whatever you're going through you must understand that God is with you he's more with you than the world is against you we have to understand that we are not fighting this battle alone. Amen. But God, amen, has our back. We got to understand, amen, and the life that we're living in, amen, that we got to let God have his way. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about, amen, when the convocation comes, amen, when the saints stop gathering, amen, it does something to my heart, amen, to see us get together. And what Satan is trying to do, and I see it now, he's trying to do all he can to split us up. But I'm here to tell you tonight, amen, don't panic. God, amen, is with us. We have to understand this scripture says, amen, in the sixth verse, has anyone planted a vineyard and not begun to enjoy it? Let him go home or he may die in the battle and someone else enjoy it. Has anyone been came pledged to a woman and not married her? Let him go home or may die in the battle and someone else marry her. Then the officers shall add, is anyone afraid or fainted hearted? Let him go home so that his fellow soldiers will not become disheartened too. When the officers have finished speaking to the army, they shall appoint commanders over it. Amen. In this army, there's some commanders that are in place. And I'm commanding, amen, every preacher, amen, to stand on your post and command, amen, the sanctuary, amen, to give God all the praise. You got to command, amen, your day. 
become very emotional. And I'm here to tell you, amen, I came to a point in my life where I came very emotional. But I'm here to let you know, amen, even though through my emotions, they are up and they are down. But I know somebody, amen, that when my emotions can't carry me, they can look beyond my emotions. Hallelujah. And pull me through. God told me to tell you, amen, don't panic. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I was coming up as a boy, amen, church was in me. Amen. They made it, amen, to be in us. Amen. When we was just young, amen, we didn't really know how to play instruments, amen, as skillful as we do now, amen, but they made us learn how to do it. Amen. Amen. My father, amen, I remember sometimes, amen, even when I caught myself trying to play, amen, he would look in the audience sometime, and his eyes would catch my eyes, and I knew, amen, that, amen, that he didn't just wait till I got home. Sometime he would come out the pulpit, and when he started coming my way, I knew what was going to happen. And so now that we're looking at the youth now, many of the youth now own their phones, amen. And every time when they come in the church, they own their phones more than they're praising God. I ain't gonna get no help in here. But God told me to tell you, don't panic. Don't panic. How do we reach a generation? There's a generation gap. And the Israelites that did not make the promised land, that was a generation. Forty years is a generation. It should have took them somewhere between three days to eleven days. This is what historians said it should have took them. But it took them forty years because of disobedience. Some of you now, God's trying to give you a breakthrough. But you're being disobedient. And the more that you become disobedient, the longer the travel is for you. But tell somebody, I gotta take a shortcut. Tell somebody, I gotta hit a reset button. Because, amen, even though, amen, I appreciate going through the journey, but say sometimes I just like an upgrade. I remember flying, amen, in the plane, hallelujah. And when I got on the plane the first time, amen, I was sitting in the back. And I was passing folks that were in first class. And what I know about first class, Ellen Young, their seats were wider. Their legs was crossed. They had room to maneuver. And I was struggling with my luggage and putting it through. So as I passed the people in the first class, then I went and saw the middle class. They, their seats were just a, a little smaller than first class. But I had to go all the way to the back. And when I went all the way to the back, by the restroom, whatever told me to get past the state, Going back in the back, having to deal 
I sat there, I wanted to myself, I wonder what first class would be like. I wonder how would it be if I could sit in the wide back. If I could sit with my legs crossed. If I could sit with my glass. I don't need no wine till do. But if I could sit and get pampered. Thought about the thing about heaven. Heaven is a place for prepared people. So if it all for me to get to heaven, I need to do the things to get to heaven. Is there anybody here that's trying to get to heaven? But if you're trying to get to heaven, how are you doing to get to heaven? You have to understand, amen, that the devil has so many distractions. And I'm seeing not only now are the youth distracted, but everybody now is distracted. Everybody is distracted. We're looking in the politics of everything. But I'm here to tell you, amen, we need to forget about the politics and remember the power. Because power is on the politics. We have to understand it that now than evermore that we are panicking and we are being terrified of what Satan is trying to do. Hallelujah. We're scared now, even in our ministries and our churches. Amen. We're seeing now where people don't come like they used to. I'm not talking about visitors. I'm talking about members. Amen. Where are they at? Since the pandemic has been over. Hallelujah. And maybe not over tough. Maybe not over thoroughly, but but 80%, amen, over. And we've invited folks to come back. And we're seeing, amen, that some of them haven't made it back. But what God is saying, don't you worry about them. Worry about you. And when you make a choice, I'm going to raise a generation that's going to take the place. That's what he's doing now. So if you are trying, amen, to get in the generation of God, amen, it behooves you, amen, to get in place now. Because God got a generation that he's raising up. And he's raising them through young people. He's raising them through middle-aged folks. He's raising them through aged folks. And he's raising one generation. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And while the Israelites were coming, and they were walking, and while they were in exile, and they were walking through the desert, God was still with them. I'm here to tell you, even though you're going through your trials and tribulation, God is still with you. Bible says that, remember, he was a pillar by day. And he was what? Fire by night. So that means to let you know that whatever situation you're in, God is still with you. I'm here to let you know that there's some things that you're going, that's going against you. And I'm not afraid, amen, to let you know there's some things, amen, that the devil thought he had, 
against my family. Trying to make me feel pitiful. Trying to take my integrity. Trying to destroy me. Trying to take me out. But God said, don't panic. Because I'm with you. Shout that neighborhood. Hallelujah. Don't worry about how folks look at you. Don't worry if they stop talking to you. Don't worry if they stop trusting you. Don't worry if they move away from you. Because I'm taking you to another place. That's what God is trying to tell you. Sometimes there's going to be some people amen, that you thought were with you. You thought they were had your back. You thought they were there for you. But God is moving you into a different place that they can't take luggage, baggage. Tell somebody I got some baggage that can't come with me. Hallelujah. When my wife and I got on the airplane, the lady said, you got some baggage that you can't take with you. We'll be so careful to take it out of the plane. It can still go, but it can't go with you. And I thought about that thing. I said, that's all right. You can take the luggage. I got what I need. Come on, honey. Thing. I got what I need. You can have everything else, but give me hell. So that's what I'm trying to tell you, even in the name of the days of the church. You have to realize that Satan desires to sift you as we. His desire is to take you out. His desire is to make you feel inferior. His desire is to make you kill yourself. His desire is to make you, amen, amen, uh, forget about, amen, your family. His desire is to put a place to take you out. But you have to remember that God is with you. And he's more for you than the world is against you. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel God. I feel God in this place. I feel God in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like it here. The 10th verse says, And when you march up to attack a city, make its people an offer of peace. If they accept, then open their gates, and all the people in it shall be subject to forced labor and they shall work for you. But if they refuse to make peace, then engage you in battle and lay siege to the city. But when the Lord your God delivers it into your hand, put the squad, all of the men in it. As for the women and the children and livestock and everything else in the city, you may take these as a plunder for yourself. In other words, what they were saying was, while they were taking the other cities, amen, God was giving them certain things. And he put it into their possession. 
There are some things that God is going to put in your possession. But if you are obedient to the voice of God, there are some things you've been asking God about. There are some things you've been praying on. And you've been praying for a long time. And you've been asking and asking. And it seems that even though you act, you're not getting a result. But I come out tonight to tell you that it's on the way. I said it's on the way. It's on the way. God is doing his thing. Hallelujah. And the thing that I like about it, that even God is with you. That God said that even the hairs of your head, I ain't gonna let them touch you. Even the hairs on your head, they're numbered, and I'm gonna take care of you. In the book of Luke 21, the purpose of prophecy is to show us that God is still in control so that we are not afraid and we can see and have confidence in God. This is what we have to understand. And after, amen, Sunday school or Bible study, after we have heard it and studied it and memorized it and learned it, amen, then we have to understand and teach it to others. That's why it's important. We must not fall into Satan's trap. His strategy has not changed. Satan's desire is to sift you. Satan's desire is to take you out. So sometimes it's not good, amen, to mix with the enemy. It's not good to get entangled with him. Because when you get entangled with Satan, you'll start acting like him. You'll start wanting to be like him. You'll start wanting to dress like him. Hey, God. That's why we're not supposed to be entangled with flesh. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. So we have to understand that we can't panic when we're going through certain situations. Hallelujah. We can't panic because God, amen, is with us. And just in case, amen, you're in a situation, just in case it seems like you can't get out, tell somebody, I got a reset button. Look at somebody and tell them, I got a reset button. If I mess up, I'm able to reset and turn
and not a pen. You heard what I said? God will give you a pencil and not a pen. See, with the pen, you're going to scratch it out. But when you scratch it out, everybody see the mess. But somebody say, take out your pencil. Why don't you love them for? Love on them, love on them, yes. 
Because I can promise you this. Stop. That you may be on cloud nine today. But tell somebody just in a few hours. It could change. I was at the point in my life I was on cloud nine. But just in a few seconds it changed. And when it changed, the people wanted to know how did it affect me. The human side said that it affected me to where I couldn't do anything. But the spirit said, I'm willing. The spirit said, I got you. There may be somebody here tonight that are struggling and that have panicked through the time, have feared the heart, 